What the fuck is up, Buttercups? How you doing? How's it hanging? Are we thriving or are we surviving right now? Because if you ask me, as a mama of two, that is going on two and a half weeks of Christmas break and Christmas is fucking over, we are barely surviving. Like, if my kid tells me she is fucking bored one more time, I might have a coronary. Like, I might lose my shit a little bit. Like, if I had a penny for every time she's told me she's bored, I would be able to fund her an entire vacation. Like, that's how it's been. But that's how we're opening this podcast. Because honestly, y'all, my level of fucks to give are at like negative five right now. So that means this podcast could be great and I could light a fire under y'all's asses. Or it could be absolutely terrible and go up in flames of a dumpster fire. Who really knows? I think that's the fun part about listening to this podcast. You never really know what you're going to get and you never really know which one of my multiple fucking personalities you're going to get. Are you going to get Sweet Alley, Sweet Southern Belle Alley? Are you going to get Fosty, Bless Your Heart, Behind Your Back Top Alley? Who the fuck knows? But you're about to find out. If you're new here, hi, welcome to the Be That Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Allie. I'm a hot mess mama of two. And this is really one of your most least professional podcasts you'll ever listen to in your entire life. Just think of this as we're sitting with a dirty martini or a sparsy, sparsy, a spicy margarita chit-chatting about our husbands, about our kids, about our health journeys, about our life in general. That's what this podcast is about. It's not your frills. If you want, you know, your your really high-tech professional podcast, you need to listen to your Ed Milets, your Trent Shelton's, your other fucking ones, but not this one. This one, we're just we're we're just doing the down and dirty, the nitty-gritty. We're sharing it like it is and posting it like it is. That's how it is over here, but I am excited for you to be here. This is the first time you're listening to me. I am so excited. Welcome to 2023, motherfuckers. This is the first episode of 2023. I thought, you know, why not just kind of come in swinging, guns and blazing, right? I'm really excited for talking, for talking. I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be doing all about setting New Year's intentions versus resolutions because if you're like I was back in the day um yeah January 1st you don't have your shit together it really takes you a solid week into fucking January to kind of figure out what the fuck you're doing so I feel like that's a perfect time for this episode to come so we're going to talk about why you want to set intentions versus resolutions we're going to nix that shit in the ass we ain't setting no more resolutions we're going to talk about intentions but if you're new here I love two things in this life. I love fitness and I love smutty romance novels. So we always open this episode talking about my favorite reads of the week. And y'all, I am reading something I've never read. I live by the motto, I'll try anything once. I mean, like literature wise, I'm not going to like try cocaine or anything because, you know, I know what that shit does to you. But like, I'll try any type of book once. And so I'm reading a book that I have seen all over like TikTok and IG and all that stuff called Ost Out. I C-E-D, out. I can't say that word. Everybody makes fun of me. Asked out. And it's actually an M-M, which is a male-male 
And I have never read an MM. I've read MMF where it's like male, male, female, or like a reverse harem where it's like three plus of them motherfuckers and, you know, three plus Twinkies and one Vajiji. Like we've, we've read all those, but we've never read a full out male, male. So this is a hockey enemies to lovers turned kind of like enemies to well, it's really enemies to friends with benefits than to lovers. Um, but it is immaculate. Like, y'all, for somebody who hates sports as much as me, like, I despise sports. Holy fucking shit. Can y'all hear that thunder? Holy fucking shit. I really hope we don't lose power. Our house is the worst. Like, we literally lose power every single time. You could just, like, think that it's going to rain and our power would be gone. So, who knows? But anyways, fuck, what was I talking about? Oh, okay. So... Um, it's like, I hate sports, hate them being in my existence. My husband loves them. Literally, I could care less, but I love me some sports romance. And this one is done so well. So they're both hockey players. They actually like played against each other in high school. That's where like they really started to hate each other. Then they went to college and played on the same team all four years of college. They stayed like on opposite ends of the team. Like they didn't associate much, but they still hated each other. And now it's their senior year and they're forced to be on the same line, which I don't really know what that means in hockey terms, but I'm assuming that means they're forced to interact. And let's just say they're tumultuous relationship is explosive to the point where this guy he's straight so he thinks and this guy he's gay for sure um the straight guy finds himself on his knees for the other one so that's where you know that's where shit escalates and then things get a little spicy from there but the banter and just like the tension it's immaculate. Like, it's amazing. You need to read it. And if you've never read, like, that's one thing I love. I love about literature. It kind of like just, you know, opens up your horizons to read and to think about things in different ways and just to see because you never know what you might like, right? And that's what I'd say to anybody. I'm like, you never know. You won't lock it unless you try it. And like, this is stuff like, let's be safe. Let's not like go out and try like hard crow or drugs or anything like that. But like, you never know what you might lock in the bedroom with your husband unless you try it, right? You never know what you might lock in literature unless you read it and you're like, oh, whoa, I actually like that reverse harem. She gets three guys and she ain't got to choose one. Sign me the fuck up. Like, I'm not going to lock it in real life, but I'm going to like it in books, right? So just as we're going into 2023, can we all agree that this is the year that we open up our minds and we don't allow narrow views to uh, like not allow us to enjoy some of the things like I get that there are a lot of controversial shit out there, but can we all agree to disagree on stuff? Can we all agree to just like, you know what? Okay, you might like that. I've tried it. Don't like it, but I can agree that, you know, I can cheer you on from the sidelines or I can understand or, you know, we can agree to disagree, whatever the fuck I means. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I just am very passionate about this in 2023 that like, we're not all going to lock the same things, right? We're not all going to agree on the same things. We're not all going to view things the same way. That does not mean we need to judge the fuck 
out of those that believe differently than us or that don't enjoy the same things. Like if I had a dime for every time somebody judged the fuck out of me for liking spicy novels, y'all, I would be able to literally buy an entire Barnes and Noble. Like that's how much I get judged for it. And I'm like, cool. Like you don't like it. I do. Doesn't mean I'm judging you for not reading it. Just like you shouldn't judge me for reading it. Right. So like, yes, it might be reading porn, but if it's something you enjoy, like just don't fucking judge people. So anyways, that's my rant for today. I think that just kind of came from something I shared on IG and I got so much backlash. Like my DMs were on fire with negativity and I was like, whoa, I did not realize that we had so many, so many judgy judies out there. But nonetheless, I digress. There's a lot of judgmental assholes out there. So we're just going to keep it trucking. And y'all remember, their opinion of you ain't none of your business. So just do whatever the fuck you want and keep it moving. As long as it ain't hurting nobody and you enjoy it, that's all that matters. And I think that's the energy we need to have going into 2023 is um, do our best, fuck the rest, and enjoy what we enjoy. And if they don't enjoy it, deuces. So... Anyhow, that's my two cents today. I really only gave you one book review. I stout. I also read a series called Enigma. And this is like a really old series from like 2013 or 2015, maybe 2018. I don't know. But it was so good. Forbidden Romance. Um, she is an FBI agent. She gets assigned to uh, kind of like go investigate this guy. She doesn't realize this guy is actually the guy she met on the plane and should escalates from there. So that one's also really good. Lots of plot twists and turns and she gets kind of annoying because she's really like, I feel like they could have wrote her with a little bit of more of a backbone than they did, especially being an FBI agent. She could have like so many missed opportunities, but nonetheless, it was a really good series, four book series, and I read it in like a week. So that goes to show just how good it is. But anyhow, the moment y'all have all been waiting for, I have had so many DMs about y'all waiting on this announcement, the Be That Bitch book club and also bonus podcast content and all the things we are finally going to start enrollment for that. This is something I have been working on tirelessly trying to get set up for you guys. It will be over on Patreon. So it's going to be a monthly subscription. There's going to be the basic bitch and the bad bitch. And I will link the like memberships in the like show notes so you guys can read it all and sign up. I will say January is going to be a trial month. I'm going to be figuring it out, trying to get it all set up. So be patient with me. But February, we are going to be full fully kicking off with our monthly read and all that stuff. But what are you going to get? So with the basic bitch membership, you're going to get my best monthly reads graphic. So I'll be sharing all of the best books of the month. You're also going to get lives. So you're going to get lives of every single book I read, in-depth review, something that Instagram does not get. You're also going to get access to a private community of non-judgmental women to share all the things. So we'll be talking all things smutty. There's really no topic that will be off limits and you'll know that you're going to come and get 
a judge-free zones. We'll talk about all the different books, all the different things that come up through the books, maybe things we've tried, things we're wanting to try, all the things. So it's going to be a really great place to connect with other women who are open to discussing the same things you are. You'll also get bonus like reviews from me. You're going to get access to book discussion boards and more. The bad bitch, which is the $5 a month. So that was what's the basic bitch. The bad bitch, you get all of that, but you also get to choose, help choose like the book of the month, which is for our book club. You'll get a live happy hour chat with me. We're gonna do our book club live together when you're part of the bad bitch. So in the basic one, you'll get access like to know the book we're reading and, and you'll have access to a discussion board, but you have to be a part of the bad bitch to get like the live Zoom book club where we really discuss it together. I'm also going to work on getting some authors to come and like be a part of these book clubs with us. So it's gonna be really, really exciting. So. More to come on that, but I will put the link in the show notes. You can start enrolling. I'm going to start putting stuff in this group. And then February, we will start with our book of the month. And I'm really, really freaking excited for that book. So more to come on that, but I will put the link in the show notes so you can check it out. And if you have any questions, you can always email at be that be pod at gmail.com. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and get to the meat and taters of this podcast and talk all about setting New Year's intentions. Alrighty, y'all, we are back. So I don't know about y'all, but I have set so many resolutions in the past, anywhere from like, I wanna lose 100 pounds or I'm not gonna eat out anymore, or all these things. And I had never stuck to them, like never. And statistically, right, I am amongst the majority. And I don't know about y'all, and if you're in the mindset of like, all right, I'm thinking about my resolutions and all this stuff, I hope that after this episode, I can urge you away from setting resolutions and concrete like, like this is how it's going to happen goals and go into intentions as per you know statistics like let's just go into statistically thinking according to the brain research institute only eight percent of people who make new year's resolutions can actually stick to them so that means 92 percent of people will say fuck it by february that means the odds of you actually upholding the resolutions that you stick are slim to none, right? Like slim to none. And I get that that is really upsetting. And you're like, okay, well then how am I going to achieve what I want to achieve? And it's going to be by reframing your mindset, right? Because I want you to realize going into 2023, you are not fucking broken. You do not need to fix yourself. You do not need to create this whole new you, right? It is not new year, new you. The you you were in 2022 it was fucking amazing she got you through a bunch of shit whether it be a really fucking hard year or you know a really great year or you know a bad divorce or a bad work or whatever the fuck it is she got you through what you needed to go through do not discount that bitch because that bitch is still amazing right but what we want to do is in this new year create maybe the best you or a better you or a more intentional you or you that you could be 
so fucking proud of, right? Not a brand new you, just the 2.0 version of you, right? So we are not trying to fix ourselves. We are simply focusing on what we could do to make us even better, right? To feel better, to have a better relationship with ourselves, to, you know, have more energy, whatever the case may be. We are going into it with the aspect of how can I be my best self? How can I do things with my best self in mind, right? New Year's resolutions fail because they discount the fact that you are a fucking human, right? Life happens and you can't predict circumstances outside of your control. So when we set these really freaking strict New Year's resolutions, like in the new year, I'm going to work out six days a week, or I'm going to not eat out at all, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. It doesn't account for the fact that we're human and life happens, right? A lot of us are moms or we're wives or we've got jobs or, you know, we've got other responsibilities outside of what the things we're trying to set and entail, right? So when we're setting these resolutions, this is like, what would be great if best case scenario? But what happens if we don't deal with best case scenario in the year, right? I mean, if fucking 2020 ever showed us anything, it means that we cannot predict how the year is going to give us, like what it's going to give us, right? But if we set intentions, that gives us the wiggle room we have to account for life fucking happening, right? Like punishments. They shouldn't feel like you're trying to do too much, that you're punishing yourself for who you were and trying to change who you are. Remember y'all what we said last week, right? You can't hate yourself skinny, just like you can't starve yourself healthy. It's the same way with starting these New Year's resolutions. If you're going into your workout regimen feeling like it's a fucking punishment, no wonder you're not going to want to stick to it, right? If you're going into eating healthy, like, fuck, I just wish I could be naturally skinny. I just wish I could do this, right? I wish this salad was a hamburger and all these things, then no fucking shit. You're not going to actually want to stick with it because you're going into it with a negative mindset. You're going into it feeling deprived. You're going into it feeling like it's a punishment and if you're feeling like it's a punishment then your entire well-being like your entire body is going to reject it it's going to be like why the fuck are we doing this we don't want to do this let's not do this and it's going to make it even harder on you until eventually you quit if you're constantly tracking reflecting reprioritizing adjusting and strategizing your resolution that was meant to improve your life is going to begin to feel like a tedious work and that's what we don't want it to feel like we don't want it to feel like tedious work. We want it to feel like enjoyable, right? When I wake up and I get to work out every day, I thoroughly enjoy it because I do workouts. I do things that I enjoy, right? I don't do fucking yoga because I don't do like yoga, right? If I was forcing myself to do yoga because that was my new year's resolution, it would feel like a punishment and I wouldn't stick with it. Just like if somebody hates meditation and they are forcing themselves to meditate because some guru said it's the best way to get healthy. No fucking shit. You're not going to want to do it and it's gonna end up not sticking to it because you and your mind are thinking of this as a punishment because you're forcing yourself to do it, right? Setting intentions allows for more ease and play. If your intention is to focus on your health, you might try running a new distance or buying yourself a new water bottle, finding a YouTube video of free yoga or checking out a new cookbook from the library. You have more freedom to experiment and find what actually feels good to you instead of holding yourself 
quote unquote accountable to an arbitrary weight loss goal, number of days per week of exercise or glass of water to drink. So think of intentions as more flexibility versus resolutions as more kind of like concrete, strenuous, and like I've got to do this more rigorous, right? What we're wanting to do is allow for that flexibility of our approach to our goal versus feeling like it's a rigorous task that if we don't check this box and we feel unaccomplished, then we end up spiraling to a mental fucking shoe in and make ourselves feel like shit, right? And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid the inevitability of not getting all five workouts in and feeling like a piece of shit, right? If we set an intention of, I want to prioritize my health in 2023, that's going to sound like, you know, whatever that looks like in that season of life you're in versus I want to work out five days a week. You see how different those sounds, right? Intentions give us room to discover what really works for us. Maybe through the exploration of focusing on your health, you may take a Pilates class and end up loving it so much that you sign up for a whole week or you might try running and find out oh my gosh this is actually like so much therapy or you might try freaking crossfit and be like oh my god this is amazing or try a new recipe or a different way of eating you have so many more opportunities to try different things versus not and i know what you're thinking right well i need structure i need a plan i need all these and you can have a plan right you can have a plan on how you're going to achieve these intent intentions. But what we're just trying to avoid, and I'll say this time and time again, we're trying to avoid the feeling of letting ourselves down. We're trying to avoid when we inevitably only get four workouts in instead of five, when we inevitably eat only two serving of vegetables instead of six, when we inevitably, you know, allow our emotions to get a hold of us and we find ourselves in the drive-thru and we said we weren't going to do any fast food, right? We're trying to allow for life to happen. We're trying to allow for that flexibility so we can say, you know what? I said my intention was I'm going to prioritize my health. And this week, that means that I'm going to get two workouts in versus how many I got in last week, right? That's still prioritizing. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to take you through where I am going to take you through how to set intentions. It's a five-step process on how to set your New Year's intentions. So if you don't have a piece of paper and a pen handy or your notepad open, you can pause me and do that. If you're driving or walking through Trader Joe's, then come back to this portion. Um, but I want to go ahead and take you through kind of my step-by-step process on how I set my New Year's intentions. So before we start, right, before we do anything, you need to understand what you value and what is important to you in order to create a fulfilling life. So you need to ask yourself, what is important to me to have a fulfilling life? Is it, I want to have the energy to go run around and play with my babies. When I first started, that was my biggest value. Like I wanted to be able to go run around at the park for an hour with my kids without feeling winded, without sitting down, without telling them mommy's tired. Like I wanted to do that. Maybe you're something that is important to you is being confident in the woman you are or being, you know, like feeling confident sexually, or maybe it's having great body image. I don't know. Maybe it's having the financial freedom to be able to go on trips or whatever the case may be. Think about what you value and what will allow you to have a fulfilling life. Okay. Now that you have that, I hope you paused and thought about that and wrote that down. If not, 
Write that question down so you can come back. The first thing is I want you to ask yourself when things are going really fucking well, what does that look like? Like when your life feels amazing, everything's firing in all cylinders, like you are just living on cloud nine. What does that look like, right? What are you doing? So for example, for me, when I was like at my highest, when I was like doing all the fucking things and I was feeling amazing, the things I was doing was I was eating my vegetables. I was prioritizing whole foods versus non-whole foods. I wasn't drinking very much alcohol at all. I was reading a lot of personal development, making sure I was shaping my mind, right? I was working out consistently every single day. Um, I was spending very quality time with my husband. So these are the things that I was doing when I I was like at my highest, right? So maybe you ask yourself the last time, when is the last time you can remember just feeling really fucking good? And what were you doing? What was your life like? What was your routines like? Because a lot of the times when we reflect on this, we're like, why the fuck did I even stop doing that? Right? And it's probably because you got outside of the habit of it. But what I want you to do is I just want you to jot down everything you were doing and all of the habits and routines and rituals you had the last time your life just felt amazing, right? You were thriving. Okay. Now that you have that. All right. So now that you have that, the second thing you're going to do is you're going to make a list of values and things you enjoy. So what I want you to do is make two lists. The first one is your top three values. And the second one is the top three things you enjoy. So like, for example, I'll give you mine. My values is family, health, and helping others. And the three things I enjoy is long runs, good books, and spending time with my family. So this is where you're going to make the deciding factor between resolutions and intentions, right? And you have to be really freaking careful because it could easily turn from an intention to a resolution. So like, for example, I will run three times a week. I will read one book a week. I will spend time with my family five days a week, right? I will do intentional time, whatever the case may be. You see how these are very strict. They have how many times I have to do it. They have what I'm going to do and all of these things. You see how easily this could set you off and make you feel shame for only getting two runs in instead of three, or you only got to spend really quality time with your family three days a week because you had all the sports and work ran late and all of these things. So if you don't, aren't able to like stick to the strenuous, like four or five, how many days you said you were going to do them, it's really going to allow for shame to creep in, which then when your shame creeps in, you're like, well, what's the point? I already didn't stick to it. I might as well just say fuck it. And then you end up going off the handles. And that's what we are not wanting to do, right? We're trying to create new habits and behaviors. And the way to do that is by allowing for the wiggle room. So instead of saying, I'm going to run five days a week, I'm going to, you know, spend five days, whatever the case may be. Instead, think about it like this. I'm going to prioritize reading through self-care. I'm going to prioritize my running. You see how this leaves room for the wiggle room. So one week prioritizing your running might mean you get four runs in that week, right? But the next week prioritizing your running means that you have a conversation with your husband about, all right, I need to at least get two runs in this week. I know things are crazy, but I promised myself I'm going to prioritize it, right? It might mean different each week, 
But as long as the intention behind it is still solid, you're still upholding to that intention you set, right? The same thing for like reading. Instead of saying like, I'm going to read one book, say I'm going to prioritize reading for my mental health, which means that you're going to every day, it might look different. Some days you might get to read a whole hour. Some days you only get to read one chapter, but you're going to allow yourself to wind down at night with reading or maybe have slow mornings and getting to enjoy that thing you like. And then, you know, I'm going to prioritize spending time with my family. So maybe that means one week you get to spend five uninterrupted nights with them where you guys play board games and all these things. But maybe the next week you only get to spend three. Do you see how much different that feels? Like I'm going to prioritize these things or I'm going to focus on eating wholer foods. I'm going to focus on being more intentional with my nutrition versus I'm going to stick hundred percent to my meal plan and I'm going to stick to my macros. Like, do you see how much different that feels? And it leaves a lot more room for you to feel great versus not. And by no means is this letting ourselves off the hook or allowing ourselves an out. This is allowing flexibility in the approach. And when you have flexibility in the approach that allows yourself so much more exploration on figuring out what works for you, right? Maybe your intention is to be healthier this year, right? I'm going to focus and prioritize my health in 2023. That allows a flexibility in the approach. Maybe you try Peloton and you're like, mm, that shit don't work for me. Then maybe you're like, all right, I'm going to try Beachbody. And you're like, oh, that it, it actually worked for me. Or, you know, I'm going to try CrossFit. Mm, didn't work for me, but I love running. It gives you opportunities to figure out what works for you versus setting, signing up for a gym membership and say, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week when you realize you fucking hate the gym because you hate people, right? Like that was me. I bought a treadmill to avoid the gym because I just really don't like, I like people, but only in small doses. And when somebody stares at me, sorry, that's a rant for another day, but you guys see how that kind of makes you feel better in a sense versus, and it leaves you with the opportunity to feel more fulfilled versus shame. All right, so number three is you're gonna focus on one intention at a time and make it doable. Something I see time and time again is you set all these intentions, right? Maybe three or four intentions and you're trying to do them all at one time and you're overwhelming yourself. Usually why most people quit their New Year's resolutions by February is a case of overwhelm. They stretch their self too thin and they try to do too many things at once. So focus on one intention at a time. So maybe you're focusing solely on, I my intention is I want to prioritize running. So you're focusing solely on your running right now. The others can wait. Y'all, there is no fucking law that says you cannot add new intentions throughout the year. There's no law that says you only can do it in January. And so if you miss the intention this January, then fuck it. You can't do it until next January. I set goals and intentions all fucking year long. So just know that yes, January is a popular time, but it's not the only time. What you want to do is focus on habit stacking. You want to focus on intention stacking versus overwhelming yourself trying to do too many at too much time, right? So focus on your first one being your most doable one. So whatever your all your intentions are you want to focus on, you right? Maybe your three or four intentions for the year. What is the first one you want to pick that feels the most doable and really prioritize that one because we don't want to set ourselves up for failure. Number four is keep the intention positive, not negative. So when you're setting your intentions, you want to make sure you're setting them in a positive tone versus a negative, right? You want to focus on what you 
you can gain out of these transformations, out of these intentions versus what you can lose, right? So anytime we set them in the negative standpoint, right? Like I want to focus on not eating so much junk food. It really has your brain, your brain's only focusing on the junk food. Your brain is getting fixated on it, which then inevitably makes you feel like, all right, I'm just going to do it, right? If you're focusing on, all right, so my intention is I want to lose weight. Okay, great. But why don't we just focus on what we can gain out of these things, right? So just making sure they're positive. So instead of what you're not going to do, focus on what you can do, what you're going to do, right? Because we're not broken. We're not trying to fix ourselves. We're trying to improve ourselves. So instead of saying, you know what, my intention is I'm not going to drink Coke. Okay, how about our intention being, I'm going to prioritize water in 2023, right? So we're not focusing on a negative, we're focusing on a positive, being that we're going to focus on adding more water instead of anything else. And when you do that, look what happens. You automatically cut down your soda intake because... Well, you're drinking a lot of fucking water. There's not a lot of time to drink soda, right? So focusing on positives versus negatives. We're not trying to fix ourselves. We're trying to improve ourselves. So if we keep it in the positive mindset, we're going to feel view this as a privilege. We're going to view this as a positive thing versus a negative thing of what we're doing. And then number five, share it with friends. Y'all accountability is key. Do not keep your intentions locked up because you're afraid of letting people down. Even if you do keep it locked up, you're letting the most important person down. And that is you share it with people. The more you share what your intentions are, the more you share what your goals are, the more you share, you know, the things that you're trying to improve, the more accountability you have and the more likely you are to stick to it, right? Because that is what we're wanting to do. We're wanting to make it the most probable for us to stick to it. So by doing that and sharing it with people, we don't feel as alone. That is why I say accountability truly is like one of the biggest deciding factors between if you're going to fail and you're going to succeed because we are stronger together. I always say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. There is so much more likelihood and probability of success when you're with other people because it just, you have those people to lean on when you're going through hard days. And I know you're like, okay, so now I've got my intentions, right? Cause this is how my my brain works. I've got my intentions. I know what I want to achieve in 2023. And I just want you to know, once you know the what, now it's time to focus on the how. So set forth a plan of action. So now you know what your what is. So for example, we're going to use mine. I'm going to prioritize running in 2023. That's your what. Now we need to discover the how. How am I going to do that? Am I going to wake up earlier? Am I going to purchase a treadmill? Am I going to have a conversation with my husband about what days a week are best for him to stay home with the babies so you can go on your run, right? So you're going to figure out how it's going to fit into your schedule and create a plan. I always say a goal without a plan is a dream and dreams rarely come true without action. So you have to have the the foundation. Yes, you have to know what you're going after, but you have to know how you're going after it even more. Because if you don't have that plan, you're never going to make any kind of movement towards where you're going. So maybe your goal is I want to prioritize my health in 2023. Okay, that's great. So now we need to figure out how we're going to do that. Maybe. Okay. So I'm going to prioritize it by first. I'm going to really focus on just my veggie consumption. I really want to make sure I'm starting to eat more veggies. Great. Now you feel like you got that 
under control. The way I'm going to prioritize my health this month is I really want to add fitness in. So I'm going to start going on walks every single day, you know, with the baby. I'm going to start going on runs two times a week, right? Now you're figuring out how you're going to do that and scheduling it in your day. Maybe your intention is I want to read more. So maybe that means you put your phone on a sleep timer that once the sleep timer goes on, you pick up your book and you enjoy it in the evening. Or maybe after the kids go to bed, instead of watching TV, you read. You see how you can now figure out how you're going to achieve these things that you are wanting to do. Okay, I'm gonna go over those five things real quick with you in case you didn't write them down. The first one is you're gonna ask yourself when things are going really fucking well, what do those look like? You're going to write down all the things that you were doing the last time you were thriving, all of the habits, all the routines, all of that stuff. The second thing is you're going to make a list of values and things you enjoy. So you're going to do your top three values and your top three things you enjoy. So for example, your value, my value is family, health, and helping others. Things I enjoy is long runs, good books, and cooking, you know, cooking or spending time with my family. Okay, so then number three is you're gonna focus on one intention at a time and making sure they're doable. So many people try to do too much too soon and that's what ultimately leads to failure. So we're gonna focus on the first one at a time and make sure it's the most doable one. And then number four is you're gonna keep your intention positive, not negative. Make sure you're focusing on what you're going to do, not what you're not going to do, because the more we focus on the positive, the more we don't feel like this is a punishment or we're trying to fix ourselves, rather just better ourselves. And number five is you wanna share it with friends because accountability is key. If you wanna go far, go together. That is the biggest thing is find friends, share it on your Instagram, you know, share it with maybe your mom or your best friend or your husband. So y'all can help hold each other accountable or they can help hold you accountable. Remember y'all, you can do this. And the best thing about setting intentions is remember it allows for that flexibility, allows for the flexible approach. And that is what we're wanting to do. 2023, we are no long punishing ourselves. We're no longer doing the strict diets. We're no longer doing the all or nothing shit. We're going for improvement over anything. Remember, it's consistency over intensity. It's progress over perfection. The more we focus on consistency, the more we realize that that yields results because it's not what you do all the time, right? It's not what you do in crazy intensity all the time that gets you the results. It's what you do consistently. If you do a little bit consistently, you will get so much further than if you do a lot inconsistently. Okay, that is what I've got for you today. If this podcast was at all helpful, if you enjoyed it, make sure that you go over to the um, Apple and leave us a five star. It really does help the podcast grow and us to reach more people and share it on your Instagram stories so more people can start setting intentions versus resolutions because it is so important for us to share this message because it's going to allow us to not feel so let down when inevitably we do not stick to those resolutions because the odds are not in our favor. All right, I'm gonna leave y'all like I leave you every single time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. I love y'all and I'll see you next week.